Hello, hello, and welcome to an NBA catch-up episode of the Pick and Play podcast. Today we're just going to be talking about um, some winners, some losers, who made the biggest leap in this free agency, um, and and where we where we think some teams might still be be open to making moves. So let let's talk about the conferences and let's start in the East. Who do you think's made the biggest jump? Uh, when we look at the East, and the East is kind of wide open now, but who do you think made the biggest jump? I think you got to look at the Atlanta Hawks as one of the teams that went from irrelevant to now we need to keep an eye on them. Maybe they're a little competitive in the East. I still don't expect them to be like a conference championship or, you know, they didn't raise their ceiling to that level, but they went from bottom of the league to now potential playoff team, and, you know, that's a pretty significant jump. They added Danilo Gallinari. They had Rajon Rondo. Uh, I think last night Bogdan Bogdanovich finally actually signed somewhere, and he ended up with the Hawks. Uh, last season they picked up Clint Capella. I know this wasn't an off-season move, but it's a, a move that they made towards the end of the season that, you know, Capella hasn't even played a game with the Hawks yet, so that'll be a brand-new look for them. Uh, I, I'm impressed with what Atlanta's doing, as, and they're one of my favorite teams in the east just personally because i like trey young and so i've i've really liked seeing what they're doing over there what do you think um i don't know i think the east is kind of full i think both conferences are actually full and we'll we'll touch on that but when i look i don't know do you think the hawks are now some do you think the hawks could edge out someone like miami um i think philadelphia's got its head screwed back on correctly um, you still have Brooklyn with Kyrie, KD. Boston ain't going nowhere. Milwaukee still has Giannis. Toronto, and now Drew Holiday. Toronto's still Toronto. Maybe they take a step back. But uh, what do you, you think they maybe take the seventh seed or the sixth seed? Do you think they have a potential to jump up into, like, the top four? No, no. Like, let's calm down here. I'm not saying that the Hawks are now the elite in the East. Um, but I think when you look at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, you know, like the, the Orlando Magic made the playoffs this year with an under 500 record. So when you look at the bottom of the conference, I think that they could replace the Magic. You could see the Pacers fall out of the playoff picture and, and then take the, the Pacers spot. I think that they they are now a contender to be at towards the bottom of the east okay. which is a huge improvement over where they were yeah last season when they won 20 games 20 games so no i i, I agree with you and um you know i think I, I don't really think charlotte is gonna be able to move up but but you know i guess we're looking at now there's gonna be uh, five teams fighting for that seven and eight spot you know brooklyn's gonna be in the top part i think indiana's gonna slide down um, Orlando, obviously, they won it last time, but let's just put them up in the air. You do have John Wall and Bradley Beal are supposed to be playing together in Washington. That's a little interesting. So you're looking at Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington, Orlando, Indiana kind of fighting for two positions, uh, seven and eight, and you like them to make it into that. I I, I think that they definitely can. I just It's actually, I think the uh, talent, has diffused itself across the NBA a little bit. And you're going to see a lot of competition from like four to 10th seed, I believe are going to be, there'll be a gradual scale down. But I think something like, uh, 
maybe 10 games could separate four through eight. I don't know. Maybe not. I just think that there's going to be a lot more competition. There aren't as many easy outs. Uh, Cleveland, easy out. Detroit, easy out. New York, Chicago. But I think Charlotte, Washington, Atlanta, you know, and Orlando obviously, you know, is a little feisty. I believe they're all going to be all going to be good, good, good basketball team. I mean, better basketball teams, I should say. One thing we need to keep in mind this season, I don't know if you've seen it yet, they kind of snuck this in uh, a couple weeks ago, but we're going to get another play-in tournament this season to end the season. Yeah. Uh, so you really only have to be within the 10th seed to have a shot at that playoff spot. And I, Atlanta is the team that, you know, if you're going to ask me what team that didn't make the playoffs last season will make it this season, uh, my money would be on Atlanta. Yeah. All right. Um, any other risers on this east side of the coast? On the East, no. I have some things to say about the Western Conference, but like you, uh, I, I'm i going to save the Hornets for when we talk about moves that I didn't like, uh, but they're a team that has made a couple moves that are worth keeping an eye on, I guess. Well, let's stay in the East here. I'll, I'll start with something I didn't like. Boston losing Hayward, okay? I'm sure they're happy that they're not on that contract, but you lost Gordon Hayward and you replaced him with Tristan Thompson. Uh, you downgraded. They lost Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, and Al Horford. All pretty big contracts uh, for nothing. And for nothing. So I think when you look at Boston, they're going to be competitive. But they're not going to be a better team than they were last year. And in an East where a lot of teams maybe improved, or I think the East got a little more watered down here. And now it's a big, better basketball. But, you know... I don't see anyone capable of de-seeding Milwaukee in the regular season. Miami's going to be tough as shit. Brooklyn now, they're going to be tough as shit. Philly's going to be tough as shit. Boston, you're going to have your fucking hands full now. Uh, And you lost some steps. I think my biggest loser in the entire NBA is Boston. I think you watched everyone else get better than you. And you went backwards. And, And this was a... This was a year where the Heat kind of handled you and moved their business on, you know. So I don't know. I I don't know how. I don't know what their their outlook is for the next couple of years here. Can I? I'm going to ask you a question, and I don't know the answer to this question myself. But what what do you think of the fact that stars keep leaving Boston? Um, because this this isn't. Do you think it's just coincidence, or because now they've had three max type of guys? Uh, Horford might not be a max guy, but you know, three yeah. high level players just walk away from the franchise within the last three years. I think one of the big problems is whenever you don't draft your star, the star ten, you know, it, it, he doesn't feel like it's home, and unless you win quickly. The fan base really doesn't embrace you. Kyrie ran into that, and at the first sign of that kind of uh, adversity, it just wasn't for him. Um, and he, he turned it inward, and, and it and it destroyed that team. Gordon Hayward gets hurt, never really returns to the player. They let him go. I think when you look at it, uh, it would be a good clickbait headline. You know, uh, Boston's letting stars go and replace them, but it's hard to argue that. Well, okay, if you're Boston, would you rather right now, knowing everything you know, sign Gordon Hayward for four-year, what was it, $120 million contract, or let him walk? You let him walk. Okay, Kyrie Irving, you see how that whole thing goes. You, you know, no way you want to continue that relationship. He goes. Al Horford's pricing himself out of your market. Philly's going to pay him top dollar to sit on their bench. 
okay, he's got to go. The problem is Boston made, I think Kyrie's the only one you could try to maybe salvage, but, uh, you know, that went sour in Cleveland too, and we haven't really seen him play in a while for a consistent time. So I don't know. I just look at him as three individual situations with hard evidence. Now, if we get another Kyrie situation, I'm going to start blaming Boston. But until then, I go, well, Horford gone. That makes sense. Gordon Hayward injured. Then, I mean, look, we're laughing at what Charlotte's doing. And then Kyrie, we, you know, we still got to see what what he amounts to, really, in Brooklyn. Okay, I agree with that. So I, I want to point out one more team in the East before we move to the West. And um, that's going to be the New York Knicks, actually. <laughs> And I point out the New York Knicks not because I think that they're going to be a contender or anything like that this season, but I just kind of like the moves that they've made. Um, They let go of Bobby Portis. They let go of Taj Gibson. They trade at Davis. You know, they had a big log jam, you know, at their big man position last season, which didn't make any sense because that's not the area of the court where you want to have a log jam. Like, I would rather have too many guards. Uh, but they let go of a bunch of their forwards. They pick up Obi Toppin and uh, Emmanuel quickly in the draft, and I think both of those are players that are going to be able to come in immediately and give them something. Uh, they also picked up Austin Rivers, Alec Burks, and Nerlens Noel in free agency. Not big names, but those are veteran players that are going to do their job and they're going to show up every night, which is different than what the next the Knicks, excuse me, have been fielding the last couple seasons. So I, I just kind of like the direction that they're going in. Don't necessarily like the team yet. I just like that they're actually looking to improve now. All right. So let's flip over to the West. And let's take a deep dive here. We know Lakers have reigned supreme through this offseason. Um, <laughs> we know that, you know, honestly, Houston not making a ton of moves. They still have Harden. They still have Westbrook. They're going to be locked into a playoff unless Harden pouts or something. But they're going to be locked into a playoff position. Oklahoma City, and this is just an outlook on the East, on the West. Oklahoma City is going to be out of it, obviously. Um, but there are a lot of teams towards the bottom here that got better for my money. Phoenix obviously got the best out of everyone in this division. Uh, when you talk about where you were to where you are now, who else got good or better? You know, I mean, I know that we've we've kind of already uh, touched on it a little bit, but nobody got better than the Lakers got this offseason. No, no. I you mean, know? we're we're giving them the crown and we're we're moving to other people because I don't think there's much to to cover there. We we. We know that the Lakers got better, and everyone else might have taken a little bit of step back that was close to them. Honestly, I don't think too many teams in the West did too much to move the needle. I, if anything, we got to give credit to the Portland Trailblazers, I guess. Uh, they they went out and filled their biggest hole, which was small forward. I think we mentioned before, if you have uh, Carmelo Anthony playing huge minutes for you in the playoffs, you know, love Melo, but at this point in his career, that's not what you want. And so upgrading that with with Covington, I like that. Um, other than that, I, I don't see the West. None of the teams in the West made any dramatic moves. Uh, the Houston Rockets, you you just touched on them. They signed uh, Demarcus Cousins, and they signed Christian Wood. Yeah. And depending on how you feel about Christian Wood, I think he might be a, a good replacement for Covington. And if they can get something out of Boogie, uh, I mean, you can't expect 2015 Boogie. I don't think at this point. But if they can get 70% of what Boogie used to be that the Rockets may have subtly made some improvements over there. 
Yeah, I like I said, I think the Rockets are going to be they're going to be decent. They're going to be right where they're at. They do lose, uh, you know, their coaching, um, but I, I think that as long as you have Harden, you're going to be a playoff team, no matter what side of the fence you're on. Uh, I think some of the big things that have happened. Um, not really sure what Golden State direction they're going to go in. Uh, Minnesota does nothing at all. New Orleans gets a little better. Sacramento really doesn't do anything. The the quietest team in the entire offseason, San Antonio, just quiet rebuild. Not really sure. Phoenix jumps off the charts. Memphis going to rely on their young players. Um, Portland, a little retooling and then good to go. Uh, And the team that I'm really interested in, Dallas is kind of... Kind of feels like Dallas is waiting for next year, doesn't it? Like, they they were excited by what they saw, but they have a plan and they're going to execute towards it. And this year, they knew what they were getting. They didn't jump the gun because of an exciting playoff series. Uh, They've kind of continued to lay low uh, and didn't really add anybody, though, no? Uh, They do add, or they did add Josh Richardson from the 76ers. That'll give them a 3 and D player at shooting guard that is probably going to start, I would assume. Uh, and so they upgrade their defense a little bit with Richardson because he, you know, he's a decent perimeter defender. He's going to give you a lot more out there than what Seth Curry was giving them. Uh, and so they upgrade there. Uh, I actually really like their draft pick. They started the second round with uh, picking Tyrell Terry. And I think that Tyrell Terry yep. might end up being a very good shooter, you know, catch and shoot spot up guy working off Luka and KP. But, uh, like you say, I think that they're really waiting for the big fish next offseason. You could see PG become available, Kawhi become available, you could you could see Giannis become available. So I think they're, they've got their eyes set on next offseason, like you say. They're not trying to make too many, uh, too many moves here. I think they're setting up their cap in a way where they could maybe make a run for one of those guys next offseason. Yeah, and that's where I think Dallas Do you think that they could be a, a destination for... Yeah, I think people are going to want to play with Luka. Because of who Luka is as a star, he makes you better. And I think if you're another young star, that's who you want to be with. Uh, Porzingis will be a third wheel. But I think Luka is the one you want to go with. You know, I think that the the Dallas Mavericks would be a title contender if they could add someone like a like a Bradley Beal or maybe even next offseason if they could if if things don't go well for the Clippers and Kawhi and PG break up if they could convince Paul George to come over there they just need that guy who can take the perimeter defensive responsibilities away from Luka who can do some of the secondary playmaking stuff and who can go get their own bucket kind of like what the Bucks did with uh, Drew Holiday this offseason I want to see the Mavericks make a similar move to help Luka. You know, it might not, you know, it might not be the sexy move like like we say with Drew Holiday, but it, you know, ultimately it'll help their game a lot. And I think that that's the kind of player that they need to target. They don't need to target someone who's who needs the ball. They need to target someone who can work off the ball but who can take some of the responsibility from Luka. Once they get that guy, they'll they'll be truly scary. Yeah. All right. Let's play a quick game here on the NBA, and then we'll wrap up with some last thoughts. Um, I'm going to read off a team. You tell me if they're in the playoffs. We're going to go through the West, okay? All right. Early, early. This is early. Not going to hold you to it. Okay. Lakers. Playoffs. Clippers. Playoffs. Denver. Playoffs. Golden State. Playoffs. <laughs> 
I'll put it I'm on the. I'm not gonna count out Steph Curry. Okay, I'll put... as, as long as Steph Curry's out there, I think he could get an eighth seed. Like, will they win the championship? No, but I think that they have enough for an eighth seed. I'll put him on the side for right now. Minnesota. No, hell no. New Orleans. No, definitely not. Oh, definitely not. You know what? I really agree with you on that one. I really agree. They're not close, and they have no one to shoot the ball. Um, Sacramento. Yeah, the the, the yeah. lack of spacing when you oh have Zion. God. I don't really understand wh- where they're going with that. If your backcourt is Eric Bledsoe and Lonzo Ball, like, <laughs> nah, just just no. This is that's going to be an awful looking team. Um, and Sacramento. They're gonna be able to defend, but that's it. That's it. Sacramento, no. No, no. Sacramento, no. Uh, San Antonio, no. No, Spurs. They looked ugly last offseason and did absolutely nothing to get better. I'm going with no. Phoenix. Yes. Memphis. No. Portland. Yes. Dallas. Yes. Utah. Maybe. I have Utah as if everyone's healthy, everyone's good to go. I have Utah fighting towards the bottom of the conference. Okay. And Maybe play a tournament. And OKC is a no, so then you're going, you have Houston, yes. So you've basically got the seventh, the eighth seed coming down to either Golden State or Portland or Utah. So you've got six and seven are Utah, Portland, and Golden State. Yeah, There's a lot of good teams in the West. Yeah, there are a lot of good teams. And it's crazy because there's there's probably at least three teams in the West who didn't excuse me, didn't make the playoffs last season that should be fighting for it this year. So yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see who gets left out. I I am. hope it's Utah, honestly. I, I'm kinda tired of watching them. Yeah, I'm too. It's boring basketball, but whatever. Uh Donovan Mitchell's exciting. The rest of it sucks. Um Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, the West and East, I think both are weird for competitive years. Um, and, and we're obviously, I don't think we're done seeing moves. Now, the NBA season does start in, like, what, 20 days? So, uh, not start, but what, are they going to training camp here soon, 20 days? So No, we're, we're less than a month away from the regular season starting. So, I'm oh, guessing that's training right. camp is within the next, like, two weeks here. So, things are going to get kicked off. Who knows what trades will happen in the middle of the year. This is going to be an interesting thing. It's actually a pretty good time to tank. I'm interested to see what that does, right? So you don't have any fans. You're not taking any revenue in in your stadium. So most places. So uh, if you begin to tank, you don't have to worry about people coming to your game and disappointing them. If there's actually a time to try to get into the lottery, it's right now where there aren't fucking fans. This is like the time. So I'm interested to see some of these teams that we're talking about trying to fight for a seventh seed, eighth seed. Do they sell parts? Do they try to buy parts to push in this year? Um, I think you have a lot of expectations in New Orleans. I mean, for me, right now, the biggest expectations, uh, other than, you know, the big dogs that you expect to win, New Orleans, to make the playoffs, I think there's a lot of pressure. I think there's a lot of pressure. There's a ton of pressure on Phoenix. Not that there's a ton of pressure on Portland, but with with the players you have there, I think there is. And then Dallas, you expect them to improve. So... There are four teams that are probably going to be fighting towards the back half of the playoffs that have a lot, a lot of like a lot of weight on their shoulders. So it's going to be interesting where these organizations go. The West is going to be a bloodbath. Bloodbath, man. A bloodbath. A bloodbath. Yeah. Wow. And, and we'll real quick touch on it. The Lakers do add Marcus All. Um, 
I think that's the most recent move. They also had Harold. That's I believe both yeah, of those maybe. both of those moves I believe are to give AD and LeBron rest during the regular season. One hundred percent. I like the Marc Gasol signing, and I've seen a lot of people saying, "Well, Marc Gasol's washed. Uh, we're, you know, he's nothing to worry about these days." But I look at it from a roster improvement standpoint. Marc Gasol's giving me better minutes than what we were getting from JaVale McGee. Yeah. Right. And and that's all we're looking for is to upgrade that spot. So I love it. I love it. We signed Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews is going to give me equal or maybe more than what Danny Green gave. Uh, Dennis Schroeder should give me equal, but actually he should give me a lot more than yes. what we were getting from Rondo. Um, yeah, I just love all the moves. Montrez Harrell, enough said. I mean, he scored, what, 18 points a game, 19 points a game last season off the bench. Yep. The Lakers didn't have anyone who could do that off the bench last season. Now they suddenly have two players. It's looking like repeat season, if you ask me, but it, it's early. Yep. All right. Any parting thoughts before we get out of here? I cannot wait for the season to start. I'm going to be curious how the teams that went deep into the bubble playoffs, how they start this next season. I Honestly, I don't expect to see LeBron at the beginning of the season. But, uh, you know, I'm curious to see how the Lakers handle it, how the Heat handle it. You know, those teams that made deep runs and just finished playing basketball a month ago. I want to see how they how they open the season. So the NBA is right on our doorstep, and we're going to be bringing you more little tidbits as we go, injury news, updates on movement. Um, you can find all this on, find Leo, pick and scroll. You can find me, pick and play 37. Uh, you can find us, pick and play podcast online, anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, reach out to us, let us know, ask your questions. And as always, stay safe out there in the pandemic. Peace.